everybody, Golden here. Just wanted to jump ahead of this episode just to kind of give you a little bit of a feedback. Uh, if you've been noticing that uh, we kind of missed a week of the Monkcraft podcast, and that's just mainly because uh, the top end monks are doing uh, you know world first stuff. So uh, once that race is kind of over, uh, we'll definitely try to get Dot back on the program to you know tell us how Brewmaster was for this tier, especially with the recent changes actually today uh, with the 10% reduction in damage. Uh, that brewmasters can do, uh, and then also maybe get on a couple other world first monks, uh, maybe even a Mistweaver or a Windwalker, just to give kind of that experience of how it was actually doing in a, in a world first race, etc. So enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host Golden, and today with me I have Rotun and Hina Lover. How are you guys today? Howdy. Howdy. So, (laughs) yeah, what's up? Uh, So, how's that reroll character going? Good? The the enhanced shaman doing well? A rogue, right? I mean, is is that what's going on right now? You're just, you know, getting that reroll char? Because, you know, 5.4 is terrible. Like, Mm. monk monk bad, monk bottom, you know, like, all that stuff. Um, I feel really good about where I'm at right now because I'm stealing gear from all the rogues and I'm stealing gear from all the other agility users because we're actually pushing out some serious deeps in this new tier. It's, uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I mean, not just from my personal experience, um, but also from looking at a lot of the Blood Legion kills, like the, the first kills on heroic mode this week, um, you could see Snarfy at like the top. And he's, like, top five every single fight. So you see, like, whatever it is, like, warriors are on top. Well, warlocks for them, I think, it's just based on their strat. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, you see warlocks are, are, you know, rogue on top. But he's always there. He's consistently that top-tier melee character. And I think that's mainly the fights in Siege, my, in my opinion. But uh, I think it also just plays into the changes that they did with more gear. Because I think he has four-piece already. Mm-hmm. And so, and and he has the hormones, and I think the TED last I checked, unless he swapped that around with something else. So, once we get the hormones? gear, or hormones, he has hormones. Yeah, he has hormones. Hormones. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm calling it hormones <laughs> now. So everybody call it hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, once you get the gear, you you push out those serious deeps. I mean, uh, you know, there's some fights like protectors or. Um, even Nurshan, depending on you know how your guild strategy is for that one, where if you do like a you know an AOE strat, you can easily push out serious numbers. Or like Galacross, for instance, is another one. Dark Shaman, you know where we just kind of excel, at least from my opinion. Um, so want to get your guys' Garage. opinion on it? No, Garrosh is a huge yeah. one for uh, <laughs> AOE. Well, yeah. Well, I mean for Phase One, but then after that, it just kind of you know you're I not going to. Will... In our attempts, uh, yeah, I was like number three at the top uh, after phase one, but then I held that position throughout the rest of the fight. And is that just because our our um, damage is more of like a sustain? Yes. Where, I mean, even though there's like a little bit of burst now with Chibru, if you go that way, I know a lot of people, I know, I think Rotan, you're, are you still Ascension right now or did you swap over to Chibru? I'm still rolling with Ascension. So like, yeah. So like Chibru, if you, if you need that burst of like you know, you have to get an ad down quickly enough or something like that in the encounter or whatever. Maybe, like, Chibru's for your playstyle. I guess it just... Is that kind of what it is? Because aren't you doing Chibru, Hina Lover? Um, I started first week. Um, I'm going to try a different haste build uh, next week with Chi build, uh, Chibru. Um, this week, I felt pretty good with my numbers. Um, I felt a little low, uh, but given the fact that I'm 
barely have. And uh, I really haven't gotten much gear because of the way our loot council works. Uh, so with that, uh, but yeah, I may try to brew on certain fights uh, more. Uh, like Iron Juggernaut, I'm going to try to go with a G brew. With Ad Phase, I'm going to try going with Ascension. Yeah, I think it's just because I noticed that on Galacross, uh, I was doing uh, attempts last night with that on, on Heroic Mode. Obviously, we were the, one of the unfortunate guilds that got bugged out of our an entire day until they did the fix this morning um, on Galacross, where you, you could had double doors. So, like, Oprah Winfrey was giving away doors in our raid instance, <laughs> and everybody got a door. Uh, and so we weren't able to do anything, but just noticing that, you know, just even just practicing the encounter, because, you know, have to use the raid sometime for something, and uh, it just seems like being able to keep that rushing jade wind up all the time, it's a little more difficult. Even though I, I was Chibru, but at like around 9k haste, um, just because I didn't reforge out, out of it at the time just to try it out. And it seemed like that if you want to just constantly spam that RJW, keep it like basically on cooldown, it, you're going to have to have either Ascension or a higher haste build. Is that something that you're looking at as well? Yes. Um, I'm actually looking at uh, going up to nine, uh, 9,200. I'm right now at 8250-ish. And so I guess it's going to be like, we're going to be similar to, I guess, Affliction Locks. Or I mean just Warlocks in general when you think about it. Like they have to respect for Affliction demo to hit certain breakpoints to be able to sustain their AoE or to sustain their single target. And it seems like that... Uh, if it's just a sit like a you know tank and spank fight like uh, I'm trying to think of one like I guess Nurushen if you do like the Zerg strat where you there's barely any movement at all um, then you're going to be doing like probably a Chibru with uh, you know low haste because you're going to get a lot of FOFs in in your rotation is that something that you're looking at like rotund as far as or you think is just it's just the that the way that since they're so close in DPS and Sims or at least uh, or in the the spreadsheet when I was uh, looking at it that it's it's going to be a lot easier to not screw up with Ascension. Is that kind of what you're thinking? I suppose. I mean, what kind of how how much haste are you running typically? Like, are you kind of changing around every fight? Or you... um, well, I just recently dumped a bunch of haste for just to see how it was because I was running at like about 9,200. That's where I was. Okay. 9,000, 9,200 is what I saw. I did get, uh, you know, just upgraded like you know just uh, upgraded items. So. Um, it's just kind of being that way, but to me it seemed like that if you drop the haste and you gain more crit or more mastery, it'll be actually a better benefit. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess there's there's a I think there's a certain benefit to doing less with more in that in that respect of like having less haste and you get to put it into more stats like mastery and crit and crit primarily probably. But um, I still like the high haste build. Um, I'm not a big fan of Fist of Fury, especially. I mean, for for Zerg fights, like I mean, basically like patchwork fights, like Norshin until they fix it. Um, I think a lower haste build would be good because you can fit more Fist of Fury in there. Um, I notice that when I do fit Fist of Fury in my rotation, I tend to haste cap. Or when I'm constantly switching targets, like on Galacross, like I had to go, I had to like I think I dropped about I dropped down about seven thousand haste, even though even though I was still doing a full rushing jade wind rotation. And uh, single target, single targeting the the shamans. Um, I still had too much haste just because, like, you sometimes sit there without nothing to hit. Okay, so then I guess it's just mainly the well, because I mean, it's 
to me, I mean, like I guess, I look I guess at... the good rule of thumb is like if you are if you find yourself energy caps, if you find yourself energy capping, you should probably drop a little bit of haste. Just start dropping, you know, dropping a little bit of haste one by one. Maybe like drop a thousand haste out of your um, out of your stats and go ahead and put them into crit or something like that. Is it also do you think based on your trinkets as well? Because mm-hmm. wouldn't you think like a isn't multi strike trinket that's based that is a bump up from haste? So you'd want a higher haste build to get more attacks, right? For that one, right. Right. So I guess it's based on your like because I'm just using uh, uh, Juju and uh, Renekai. So like yeah, based, so, I, I mean it's like those are just RPPM. It doesn't really matter what your haste is for that. And yeah, so is uh, is that yeah, one of those I mean, things the, about it? Yeah, the haste the haste scaling got taken out of those trinkets with this patch. Um, so those don't like really double dip haste like they used to. Um, I mean, I guess it's just it's just basically having a good comfortable resource making sure you have enough resources to to do your rotation and not have to sit on your hands and wait for your next tick of energy that often. And I guess it really just also depends on your play style. Like some people, even when, uh, you know, Fist of Fury wasn't really, was frowned upon, I think it was in the start of 5-2, or um, maybe it was even 5-1, I believe, when they did the change, mm-hmm. uh, well, one of those changes to Mastery, and we basically had it say FOF was terrible. You, know, you never wanted to do fists at all. You, you just ignored it. Black or kick was just you doing know, a lot more damage overall. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is it something like that where like people that maybe aren't used to like having that constantly in the rotation, like me myself, because I basically did almost a no right. tier with without it. It's just that that it's actually going to be because it looks like based on like you know because I see Snarfy, he's at like fifty six hundred, and I know I'm bringing him up a lot, but he's you know Blood Legion right now, and he has probably the best geared monk out there. With yeah. heroic pieces and whatnot. Is so, he running an assurance, or is he's? I guess he's still. Yeah, he's running, running assurance. Yes, he's. Okay. I mean, so um, I, I mean, it, it, it changed because I. Uh, I think he also has the other one, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like that. Yeah, maybe I it's think, just. Is it? It's just trinkets. I guess is really going to be dependent on what your playstyle is. Yeah, with, I mean, definitely with um, with assurance, you'll you'll be able to like drop your. You'll be able to like get away with less haste and put more into more in other stats, which is a good thing. Um, and also, if you're if you love Fist of Fury as much as the next guy, I guess I'm still a hater on it. But um, if you if you like using Fist of Fury, it's going to be a good. The problem, the I guess the problem I have is like movement, and there's a lot of movement in this tier. And you, if you have to move, then you're going to clip, you're going to clip out of your Fist of Fury. So it's it's really just kind of difficult to to use. Um, okay. The 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 good thing about when you start getting, if you get the Assurance of Consequence trinket, which reduces your cooldown on Energizing Brew, and you also get the four piece, that's when you can start really using Fist of Fury a lot more because what you can end up doing is popping Tiger Eye Brew, um, a 10 stack Tiger Eye Brew, and that'll actually reduce the cost of your Fist of Fury down to two instead of three, which just makes it a lot more useful because um, you don't have to sit there and get an extra jab in before you can fist, before you can uh, use your Fist of Fury. Okay, so that's it's mainly going to be. So I think that's what I think that's yeah. what Snarfy's doing. Is he's like he's got that four piece. He's got the, yeah. So he's got so he can drop a lot of haste out. So he's got more resources. He's got basically got more flexibility in how he can play. Well, right now he's going like ninety. Without talking, I just pulled him up on army just to see what last time he logged out, which was probably yesterday at some point. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that uh, ninety three hundred haste that he's running okay. at. So he's actually doing a higher haste with Chibru, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So it might just be that, uh, and it looks like yeah, completely reforged out of mastery as much as possible, and then um, you know, almost still even with all the set bonuses and all the you know side effects from gear. You know, it looks like almost all the pieces that we can get have some sort of 
mastery uh, component to them that are actually good. So, like around 50% mastery, which is pretty good. So, yeah. uh, you know, crit almost 50%, probably 50% win buffed, and so yeah. I guess that seems like that's what it is. It's more whatever trinkets you have. And also just based on your playstyle, and also the fight is, is going yeah. to be determined. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he's, uh, as with his recording, he's working on uh, Crafter right now. And I'm not sure exactly what the difference is between normal and heroic off the top of my head. But for a melee standpoint, we are basically single target on the boss or on uh, at least in our group where uh, we send the melee over to the... Uh, uh, kill one of the ads on the um, mm-hmm. on the, the, uh, thing. the yeah the, the 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 thing we'll call it that. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody, belt. Belt. Yeah. everybody knows what we're talking about. So yeah. the bad. Part well, all the right. range is dealing with uh, what either the bombs or yeah. whatever. See, I've seen some guilds like basically stick the melee on the boss on Siege yeah. Crafter and also and then just stick half the range of the like half the range handle the conveyor belt mechanics and the other half of the range handle all the the stuff flying at you mechanics and so i don't know yeah well it's it's again it's six of one half half dozen of another but it's basically you know the fight is all the fight seems like it's going to be curtailed towards your guild i mean it's not like you know the old players yeah it's it's also not like it's at least from my experience in five so far in five four and looking at other guilds etc and their kill videos like even for like upcoming heroics that we you know my guild might be getting to that um it looks like the fights are so much fluid, more fluid now than they were last tier that you can have multiple strats to kill a boss. Right. You don't necessarily have to say, we have to have four range in this location. I mean, it it's, might be more beneficial, but you can still get away with putting melee there, at least yeah. until Thok, which seems to be like the roadblock for <laughs> half the guilds thok, out yeah. there. Yeah, you get yeah, the Thok. Sit all your melee. Yeah, sit all your melee, pump range out. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, that, unfortunately, that's how it is, but I think that's what that's like, kind of like that patchwork fight where they want... The guilds that are maybe going to be those edge progression guilds, like you know, Duality, Midwinter, and Blood Legion, are the only U.S. guilds that have killed it so far. And um, it seems like that's the that's the way that they're going to go. Actually, no, uh, just just Midwinter and Blood Legion have killed it. Duality is still working on it. So yeah. uh, you know, gu- uh, guilds that are you know have a ton of alts already geared up in Thunderforge gear that did those six or seven clears of normal mode last week are you know able to just have so much gear on around the guild that they're able to do stack fights like that which is unfortunate but for you know myself and i guess i would maybe throw you guys in there as well that might not see thought for a, a little bit to get past maybe some of the harder ones like malkarak or uh, even i don't even want to think about nazgrim <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> with the ravagers <laughs> You but to, uh, you have to do so much to yeah, you have to do so much mitigation of, of how much rage he gets in that fight. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah. Nazgrim, at least on PTR testing, Nazgrim wasn't too difficult. Mm-hmm. The only real difference was uh, the hunters, and the hunters were kind of BS. Yeah. yeah, that's that's something that that's something I'm noticing as a pattern in this tier. Is it seems like they've front loaded a lot of the mechanics. Like usually, I mean, how it's kind of gone the last previous tiers is they've they've made the normal modes fairly simple and then they've kind of added that extra gotcha to the to the heroic versions of the fight but it mm-hmm. seems like this tier that they've kind of front loaded all those gotchas in the normal mode stuff and then just like scaled everything up in heroic it's just like everything just does more and like everything just hits harder and has more health in heroic but there really isn't that much change in between the normal and heroic modes mm-hmm. that's kind of 
it's kind of strange and kind of weird for me to walk into a, a heroic fight and just say, oh, you did this fight on normal? Well, it's pretty much the same thing in heroic. You just got to, like, have more damage and have more gear to, mm-hmm. to do the fight. And, and I think it also, too, is they did a lot better. So far, they did a lot lot better scaling. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Galacross seems to be a little lower boss compared to the other ones that you get through. Um, just based on my my attempts on it on heroic mode. Yeah, that's where we kind of um, hit the wall. Was on Galakras. Like we actually had to like we actually had a few wipes on him when like the previous eight bosses it was just like one shot, one shot, one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, it's, and and so it. it I mean, I guess on well, me for me on on the heroic was is a little. It just seems a little undertuned, but that's just maybe because because well, I will mean three three blade storms and two rushing jade winds. I think I thought three blade storms, two rushing jade winds are going to take care of any of ads at all. So I maybe just be thinking, oh, it's easy, it's cakewalk. But we have like we stack the classes, we have the class stacking for that fight, at least in my guild. So you know when you could cle- when you could AOE down the ads and like they don't do anything almost, it's yeah. you know that's that's when you know everything is I guess doing well. But uh, I, I think it is undertuned though. I think you're right. Like uh, like I remember like Throne of Thunder. I think it took guilds about a week to clear about seven or eight bosses in. And we saw guilds clearing that within a day on this tier, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of apprehensive about that. Like, are we? I mean, this is the tier we're going to settle in for a while and wait for the new expansion. Are we going to be done with it before we killed Leishen and, and Raden? Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think they didn't want that two month because uh, really, I think what their goal is, and I, Hinal, I want you to jump in here if you uh, if you think as well too, or if you have a counterpoint. Um, that their goal so far in in this expansion, I mean this this patch, is that they want it to end before BlizzCon. They want everybody that's really pushing heroics to be done. So kind of like, I mean obviously there's gonna be you know some guilds that are just gonna have trouble maybe with uh, some of those like Thok. Like I could I could see my guild having problems with Thok because we have a lot of melee. So um, it, it seems like you know guilds like that are maybe have struggle on some of the later last four bosses. But by the time I you know two months I think is is BlizzCon. So from from now or roughly around now, so uh, you know in two months, yeah, we should be. You should be. Everybody should be really done if you finish Raden at a decent pace, like a top fifty pace. Um, tell you the truth, I actually think uh, the quick kills that have gone out for these early bosses was intentional. Uh, because they specifically mentioned that they wanted uh, this difficulty curve to be not as steep as what it was uh, back in Throne of Thunder. Because everyone got stuck on either um, Horridon, Heroic, uh, Council, or Megara. Uh, some ten, uh, most 10-man guilds went straight from um, the first yeah, boss the all the way over to Jaikun. Which is like the six bots, and <laughs> yeah. so they wanted to uh, kind of ease people into the difficulty more so than they did in TRT. I think that's the intent. Okay, yeah. So I mean, and, and that also plays into normal mode as well. It seemed like uh, when we did our normal mode clear, um, it just was so. It was like yeah, like you said, it was a one shot, one shot, one shot, all the way up until the bosses we did test in flex mode it, it seemed like every boss died on the first pull or at least one or two pulls because someone did something stupid and wiped the raid kind of a thing like you know or trying different strategies to help out with heroic modes etc you know because you know we're killing everything really quickly but then you get on those last four and the difficulty was scaled up um even though 
um, you know, the, the uh, like, you know, gar uh, garage and all that stuff, like, you know, having to see it for the first time is difficult, but it still didn't take as long as TOT took. Like, I mean, TOT was, seemed like it was a lot more grueling and a lot more well, wipes after wipes after wipes, so it is definitely very interesting. And you also have to remember, they designed the first four to six bosses to 520 item level, uh, the middle part to around 530 item level, and then the final part to 550 item level. So you got that uh, uh, scaling there. And so that was just for normal. And I don't know off the top of my head for heroic. So you think maybe, maybe heroic would be like 540... The first four, 550, 560, and then 570, kind of ramping up like that. Um, if I, I remember, that about right. if I remember correctly, for Dark Shaman, uh, we were testing at five, uh, 555, if I remember correctly. So yeah, so about five. So yeah, so it seems like that they're just going either five spurts or ten spurts, whatever that like item level they're at, and adjusting the mechanics based on the item level, and since. Most you know guilds that are out there that are now like nine or ten out of fourteen already. Like it's not even the end of the week. Like you know some guilds might be pushing the whole weekend. Some guilds might be coming back Sunday or Monday or just Monday. You know it looks like it's not completely over that. You know we I mean Blood Legions you know going to be doing of course the rest. You know have four days left in the race blood schedule. Got a blood Legion, yeah. <laughs> I mean so I mean I, I mean we were having a discussion in my guild actually this week when we saw them race to like seven out of fourteen on like the first day. Or ten or nine out of fourteen or ten or something like that, and it was like, are they gonna kill it in like two nights? Is this a two literally gonna be a two night heroic clear? And it's two gonna be yeah. like it would be it would be just you know hilarious that it would be something like that. But then, like you said, the last four bosses seem like such a grunge fest of getting to them, and it's just it seems like they're very difficult, and you have to class stack, and and that might be what they want. You know, obviously what they wanted to do is make it something like that, but. Um, you know, it's a good point though, Rotan, about the abilities, because I definitely noticed that that it's it's the swap from normal to heroic is just like it does more damage, and you can't just sit there and ignore the mechanics anymore like you could in normal, at least for the early bosses. They're still not as difficult as I would want them to uh, to be. Like when you think about a heroic boss, because I remember last year we got to four out of four, four out of twelve on the first week, and we were really happy about that. I think we were like top twenty or something U.S. at that point. And yeah, then now impressive. you see, now you see like, yeah, and now you see uh, like guilds. Let me just pull it up really quick here, on the, the for the twenty-five men U.S. Uh, the twentieth guild is six out of fourteen, and four out of fourteen on ten man. So it looks like again, maybe ten man's a little more difficult with those, uh, with Galacross and all the other ones, and at least in heroic mode. But you know, seven. I mean, I could even see eight or nine being the bottom rung of of a. You know, first week clear for like a top twenty spot, even twenty five. Is and do you think that's just related to more of uh, associated with the tier itself? Like, like we, I think we kind of come to that conclusion. A little bit. I mean, I know that I know that Nourish and people are killing people are killing bosses the way they're not intended to be killed. I know Nourish and, for example, is uh, people are just basically zerging it down instead of like doing the mechanics. They're doing the mechanics right. Um, there is there is going to be um, they they are fixing that uh, they just announced it today that they are going to be adjusting that fight specifically so that you have to go down on starting next week do the trials and such yes yeah um, but I mean yeah I mean the 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 I guess 
you can kind of arm arm armchair quarterback it right now and say like, oh, this tier is going to be done in a month or two weeks or whatever. But I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Garrosh is going to be the is going to be the the kingpin and and kind of put a lot of guilds in their place. Um, I know it's not Windwalker related, but Brewmaster related. <laughs> they may actually very uh, well require people to bring in Brewmaster monks specifically for Hero Garrosh. Yeah. If uh, yeah. if they're going to be using the strat that I think they're going to be using, yeah, um, I know you, Galvin. Like, were you? Were you <laughs> did you go brewmaster no, for any not, fights this no, week? No, no, never. Did you, did you play I, the officer card and say no? Nope, not no, gonna happen. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't do nothing. Like, I didn't do no turtle strat. No, I mean, it, it's it, you know, look, because you know, we were kind of struggling on doing just the normal strategy because we're such melee heavy team and. That just happens with guilds. I mean, you know, there's lulls, you know, up and downs where you have too many range and you have too many melee. It happens in guilds. I mean, I think it was like last expansion, we had so many range, we had like barely any melee. We had like no rogues for almost an entire expansion last one. So um, it kind of happens like that. But right now we're very melee heavy, and unfortunately that's not really a positive for. Do you feel that that kind of holds you back in progression? Uh, some like of them not I, having enough range. Yeah, I think so. I mean, some of the fight, like in TOT, definitely. I mean, like Dark Animus, for instance, mm-hmm. like not having enough warlocks to be able to double tank right. was definitely a, a burden. But you know, like it just range like Raden. We, I think we were probably one of the only guilds out there to do like seven ranged on Raden and get kills on them. Oh, I mean, we went killed it with seven ranged before, so. Uh, healers helped out. I mean, we had a, a monk, a Mistweaver that was able to do, cha- uh, you know, chain lightning. I throw out my SCF, even though it was a DPS yep. loss, but um, you know, kind of does that. Uh, so um, I have yet to kill Rod N, even though the guild has only killed it once. I would do ten man. We did it last night for ten man and Windwalker, and I was like half paying attention. I was watching videos for her, for other <laughs> stuff. I wasn't even paying attention, and we got a kill. So. Um, it was definitely did something. They nerf, uh, did they nerf the heroic versions of those oh, yes. or just the normal versions? Oh, it's, like, I it's guess like the the it's cake. The, the weakness buff or whatever they put out. It's twenty percent less damage and twenty percent less HP. They fall oh, over twenty percent. I thought it was ten minutes. It's twenty percent, and it's 20%. like yeah, it's like literally like I mean because I need it because because for you know again talk more monk specific uh, you know Gala, uh, Iron Juggernaut most skills are doing seven healers. We only have six right now, so I'm going to do the seventh as Mistweaver. Since I had the most gear out of everybody, mm-hmm. and so I'm basically going to be able to like I just went through there just gear up, and it was just like it took us like less than two hours to kill the entire instance. Yeah. So and 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 you going in there testing and looking at numbers like like where was these changes when we wanted them for for five four I mean five three mm-hmm. because I was doing way more DPS on every single fight uh, even that in ten man where it's you know supposed to be. Uh, you know, Windwalker monks are as wanted, right, not as yeah, not as prolific, yeah. And it's just like the, I mean, this would have definitely helped out any ten man player uh, Windwalker out there. Is this this patch because rushing Jade Wind is like on a ton of fights can work. Uh, you know, single targets actually really good because a lot of the mechanics like uh, Jinrock or Jikun where we can get the buffs. I mean, it was like just a lot of DPS. You know, I was like always there. You know, not as good as the Feral, unfortunately. You know, because they can still use that rut row trinket and cheese out <laughs> yeah, stuff. But it's uh, actually good for them. Now. Yeah, still good for them. So unfortunately, it's well, like that. Well, last I heard, is good for them until the uh, heroic trinkets. Yeah, which which uh, none have really dropped for us. Yeah. One dropped, and then it, uh, the enhanced shaman like went all out on it because it's their bis, and so um, it, that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, going into that, but but going back to the question at hand for for the brewmaster kite pet strat, I mean that's. That is what I did. I did in the our kill. Um, it just makes the fight completely a lot easier. 
yep. uh, to control. I mean, it's just I don't know why guilds just abandon it. I mean, I guess they think it's going to get fixed, but I mean, they didn't fix Tordos. They never did because it's just a different strategy. I mean, until they make it so that the ads never can get slowed or increase speed, then yep. they're, yep. they're that's the only thing they can really do to fix it to be able to handle it. But um, like uh, it, you know, talking about the nourish and fix, you know, obviously that one was definitely not intended because you could just ignore the mechanic of the fight. It was just a turn and burn, yep. and. And whereas the other one is going to be, uh, you know, like Garage, I think is it's going to be a strat that maybe they wanted to happen. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe they wanted that to happen where you basically had to, uh, you know, have a third tank and kite the things around the entire time or use a DPS DK with Chillblains Glyph. See, I guess Tordos, Tordos, and Le- Tordos and Garage are kind of different different animals, though. I mean, Garage is a N-tier boss. I'm pretty sure yeah. they're not going to be able to. I'm pretty sure that they're going to do something to where you, that's that's a no no. Like they're going to take okay, you can't just ignore the mechan the, the mechanics for an entire phase with a with a class that's kind of overpowered. Like Tordos, I can see, yeah, you mm-hmm. can get away with it because it's a frontier it's boss. A, it's a yeah, it's a stupid. Well, it's a, it's a fight that's <laughs> kind of dumb, kind of dumb to begin with. Yeah. We're just going to make it dumber by throwing a, a brewmaster monk at it, like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's. I mean, again, it can not, not just a brewmaster. I mean, obviously, it's you know pretty OP for brewmasters because you know you can just keep spamming and running away. But it's kind of also the same for say a, a, a DPS DK with chillblains. Mm-hmm. And I've seen yeah, some yeah. guilds use that on brew on uh, Tordos. I just they just pop blood yeah, presence. Yeah, we, we have a DK yeah. tank that goes blood for that. It goes frost for that fight. Yeah, and just and just kites the head. Yeah, you just go time. blood presence. I mean, that's the difference. Like you know, we can't go. Like it, which I think might maybe they maybe they'll change in the future where we be able to go into our like ox phase or something for like a, a reduction or whatever, mm. like a you know kind of like how you think of like defensive stance. Maybe eventually they might do something like that in the next expansion, which would be a pretty so cool you idea. Think of some sort of righteous fury mechanic or something. Well, weird. for yeah, for deep for world for windwalkers. So like yeah. you'd be able to like you know pop that uh, ox phase and then be able to like reduce your damage that way. Um, then you know, then everybody take us because we just sit in that phase after the whole fight because we take like no damage. <laughs> we like never take any damage. It just it would be pretty hilarious, even though now we don't seem to. But yeah, just um, give rushing wave Jade win a knockback, and you know, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, just I guess then going into it, uh, just the five four. I guess initial thoughts are we're doing fine. I mean, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, guys... Windwalkers out there didn't re-roll for this because no. if there's ones that you're all expansion long, you're you know Windwalker, you think it's gonna be good, then you get to the PTR, they make a few changes, you don't go in at the last week of PTR to test them out, see how everything's doing, or you don't do flex or any of that other stuff, and then you're like, oh well, we suck, it's terrible, and then you re-roll, it's it's just hopefully that didn't happen because we're a top tier melee now, like I mean single target, we're not up there completely, but we're still good, we're like. There's no reason now to sit a Windwalker Monk because you want to get them the gear for those later end fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you guys pick up any sweet drops the first week? Like, I think I ended, ended up getting a, uh, a Warforged weapon off uh, off Protectors and probably a Tear Chest. Did you guys pick up anything good the first week? Um, the Helm off uh, the Helm off piece, chest off of Ordos, and weapon off of uh, Par- uh, the Claxi. Nice. Yeah, I got the uh, Warforged ring, uh, the crit hit one, um, and then I got the tear pants. And actually, this a uh, couple days ago, got the heroic chest on my roll, my bonus roll on uh, oh, Shaw Pride. Nice. But but uh, I was dumb and I picked the brewmaster and then upgraded <laughs> it, so I can't use it. So they're taunting me in my bags right now. 
Yeah. And I've been fresh, fresh just, as like furiously t- tweeting at Blizzard CS to try to get it removed, but just but they're just making yeah. your badge of honor. Just be like, well, no, because I because they may just take it away at any moment, so I don't want to be like having all reforged to it and everything, and then them being like, oh, we're taking this away. Because I mean, that's one thing too is I think. I mean, obviously, I'm. I should have been smarter, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, two piece. I'm gonna do so much more deets now." And I was just I so think excited. I almost did that too. Like, I almost, yeah. I mean, they, I almost they sh- bought like the tank piece for one of mine. Yeah. I was like, expertise. I need that. But it's because of the same stats. That's why whenever I go into the um, vendor, I always select Windwalker first thing. Oh, oh on the drop uh, I, need, I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing idea. I'm gonna do now is go select them all as a default Windwalker and make it so the, the default because, yeah, like. Um, that just it, it, just it doesn't default. It you have to click. Oh, it, it doesn't default. Oh, okay, so yeah, I'll definitely hit a tip. That's a that's a good tip out there. Select Windwalker, yeah. <laughs> and then just make sure that that's your selection for when you buy this is gear. Words of the wise, yeah. Golden. Yeah, words of the wise. Don't don't be like me because it's the same stats. I don't mean, come a, on. It was late. Golden. Same stats. I was so pumped about getting in. I went instantly and upgraded it. The 500 VP, whatever. I have tons of that yeah, still. Yeah. I have almost 2,000 again already. So after upgrading those few items, I know, but. Like a, I, I like that VP system in place because as I as I'm getting gear, I'm, I'm upgrading it, and I have like a good bank to hold on to for for new stuff that I get. And I don't feel bad about like just spending VP. I don't spend. I don't mm-hmm. feel bad about like just spending VP willy nilly because I know that like I'm probably gonna get more, and it's, I'm probably gonna get gear at a lower rate than I can get VP. So, so 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 talking it. to that then as well because that's a good brings up an interesting point about how you're looking to gear yourself coming in with this tier. Now, I know, uh, Hino Lover, you mentioned that you have a loot council system, so obviously it's going to be dependent on your extra rolls, if you get any good roll, roll luck, or how your no. guild kind of sets it up. No good no. roll luck? <laughs> terrible roll luck like everybody else Cold out there? Dice. Yes. Very <laughs> terrible rolls. It's like as soon as you go into LFR to try to get that roll up, you the first one you get a roll, and you're like, no, I just wasted my roll luck, which I know happens, but... Um, so I guess it's 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 going to be for the the D using your uh, VP to upgrade, just do it instantly, right? Is that would that be your guys' recommendation? As I mean, that's why I would recommend is because of how easy you can get it. You get a thousand a week. That's two items you can fully upgrade. So as long as you started at close to the cap or at the cap when five four launched, uh, you just upgrade as soon as you get an item because there's probably going to be very few instances you're going to get like six or seven items. Very few, yeah. Uh, Unless you're rolling hot dice with your coins or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, seems like that's a uh, that's what you need to do then is just keep everything upgraded as soon as you can get it. Make sure to select Windwalker on your tab drop down if you are doing that, and don't be a Golvin and accidentally buy the terrible. Br- hey, like I said, same stats, yeah. everything's the same, and I was like, oh, awesome, and I went, wait a minute, my set bonus ain't working. <laughs> so, any last minute thoughts about? Uh, 5-4 in general. I mean, we're going to have uh, Callie here in a, in a minute just to kind of let you know her thoughts on 5-4. Unable to make the call today, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts so far? Like, your last thoughts on it. Yeah, Hina, go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll go after you, but I, 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 had, a, um, I had a guilty I whisper me angry things, so... Um, I'm enjoying it. I still need to adjust my rotation right now. That's right now my main, main issue and getting my two-piece tier 16 got one piece need to get the second but otherwise i feel pretty comfortable with it uh a few fights i feel pretty good about other fights i wish i could do better but eh. and then yeah. you rotund how about you kind of the same thing like there's rushing jade win is, is definitely a very powerful talent for us right now like there's some fights where it's just it blows stuff out of the water um 
I had AKA Garrosh, AKA Garrosh and, and Galakras. And I mean, to a lesser extent, like Shaw and Norsh and, and other fights. I mean, it's a fine line between like, if is it meter padding or is it actual useful DPS? But, um, I've had both a warlock and a, and a death knight whisper me saying nerf from windwalkers this week. So I'm pretty happy with my performance <laughs> over the patch. Uh, but it's, I think, I mean, I think we're doing it. We're doing, we're in a good place. Finally. Like, I think all of these seams have been ironed out for the, for the final tier. And, uh, like I actually saw my, like my guildmaster like actually went updated WoW progress and said we're recruiting a Windwalker monk. So either I'm doing terribly or we need another one. So that might be a good sign that uh, Windwalkers are in a good spot. Rest in peace and peace. Go away, <laughs> stupid Roro trinket. Hello. <laughs> good things yeah i mean yeah same thing from my perspective as well and you know he never you mentioned it, exactly what i was going to say that there's fights that where it's like okay i know i could do better on this let's do another pull and it's dead you know for instance or it's like you know just learning the fight for the first time and you know other classes they can just you know mash their keyboard and do good dps where you know ours is like kind of like that you have to max gcds and everything to get it perfectly playing um but you know rushing yeah, rushing jade wind is definitely looking like on you know, protectors, Galacross, which you talked about. Um, I would say probably Nazgrim, maybe depending on the strategy. Uh, Garrosh, definitely. Um, and even talking with Cali, it looks like two Paragons might be even a single target buff because your dudes are hitting the other target, so it's going to give you more damage. So um, I'll probably ask her that as well when I uh, talk with her a little later. And so um, going into that, uh, you know, it just seems like just getting to learn how to play it again in actual real world scenarios like with everybody getting more gear with you getting more gear and seeing how you scale up and adjust your play style with you know high haste builds low haste builds you know more mastery less mastery you know etc all that kind of stuff and then also if you get any good luck on trinkets which uh you know hopefully get some hormone trinkets soon (laughs) and then you can uh, do some good tps so let's take a listen to my interview with calligraphy so, Calligraphy, thank you for joining us after the initial recording. Um, so go ahead and give your thoughts on uh, 5.4 so far for the uh, Windwalker Monk. My thoughts on 5.4, basically, is that Windwalker is extremely strong this year, even more strong than I thought that we would be going into it. We still could use a raid cooldown, but people who aren't seeing pretty high numbers at the moment, they probably just haven't really adjusted using Chibre or still using Ascension, or probably haven't adjusted to using the new Mastery just yet. Otherwise, it could also just be a trinkets issue because the findings that I'm seeing uh, between other monks and their logs and such with trinkets such as this, the cooldown reduction trinket shows that we're really strong. Uh, I guess as far as the prize findings goes, would probably be just how damn fast this tier is going at the moment. Uh, you've got guilds that are already halfway through the tier on the first or second day. I mean. And then I know that my own guild would have been much further along had we not encountered a bug with Galacrest. Um, but as far as Windwalker goes, I don't—I haven't really had any surprise findings other than seeing how strong we are. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but otherwise, just it's going to be a really good tier, I think. And it seems like it's going to be an extremely competitive one at the same time. And what are your thoughts on the uh, five four trinkets? Uh, anyone's kind of stand out for you, or um, anything that you you know kind of want to add to maybe any monks out there searching for that first trinket to get? For the new trinkets, I think that Windwalker's scaling extremely well with them. 
Um, the cooldown reduction trinket especially is coming out really well. Um, everyone I've spoken to ha who has tried it has found that I was absolutely right, that it's definitely very strong for us. Not only because of the agi proc, but also being able to time more Fist of Fury using energy, Energizing Brew more often. And the fact that it does create more synergy with our force set, and that it does allow us to pick up a bit more mastery. Whereas uh, Theory Crafting has shown that our force set makes uh, mastery go through the roof, which is great. So the synergy between the Alacrity of, I forgot what its name is, the CDR trinket and our force set is fantastic. Between the other trinkets, I think that either the multi-strike trinket or the ticking Evan detonator, the reverse front of Takis, would also be very strong choices. I'm personally aiming for all three of them because I know that multi-strike will be great for AE fights or basically any fight. But the ticking Evan detonator is really good just for the static mastery itself, as well as the agi proc. Um, but if I could have one, probably still go with the cooldown reduction trinket. As far as which one I'll be favoring after that, probably the multi-strike harem's trinket. Oh, thanks for joining us today, Callie. And that's going to be it this week on Minecraft Podcast. If you want to get in touch with uh, Rotun, you can go and contact him on Twitter at SaltyEric, uh, HinaLover at HinaLover, and Calligraphy at EJ. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can go and email us at show at MonkCraftPodcast.com, follow us on Twitter at MonkPodcast, or go to the website MonkCraftPodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with me, Golvin, you can go and reach me on Twitter at GolvinVersus. And we look forward to seeing you next week or in the near future when we get around to some episodes and getting some Brewmaster and Wizweaver action going on here. Take care.